0: Wager Rager. I'm your host, Rager Dutch. I'm here with a couple of the bad boys of golf. I have D Nice, the boss man on the pod, and Hobie Wager, as always.
1: How you doing, Hobie? I'm good. I'm excited. Ready to wake up at three AM on Thursday morning golf. I'm not I'm not doing I don't (laughs) know. Um diehard's do it, right? I don't know. I'm,
2: I'm, I'm hearing rumblings that they're
1: gonna, you know, probably front load the commercials, so now I'll just I'll wake up at like 5.30, maybe, you know, catch these back nine, see, see how we're looking. So, But I'm pumped. How about you, D-Nice?
2: I'm doing great. We're doing a major. Is this the last major? Right, guys? Last the major. Fourth the, and final major of the season, correct? Fourth and correct. final major. and Then we'll have the Ryder Cup, which I consider pretty damn major. But this yep. weekend, I won't be up at 5.30 in the morning, but I'll have it on in the background as I'm working on uh, Thursday, Friday, and watching it all weekend.
1: I think my plan is on Thursday to the, the the gym i go to has super early classes at like 5 30 which i would never go to but i just i might i might go to it just because i'm gonna be like excited and probably awake for the open and just see the look on their face when they see me strolling because i'm like a 4 30 person <laughs> like i don't get up early but yeah might do that Might start the day off with a bang it's <laughs> like when i go to the golf course
0: in the afternoons uh when i show up to the course in the afternoons they're like What are you doing here? Because I'm always there at the ass crack at dawn. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week. Like Dean and I said, it is a major week. So that means we have a major podcast happening here.
2: Major internet connection issues over here. I have no idea what's going on. But uh, (laughs) fucking Verizon Wireless. (laughs) Yeah, major something going on. Major issue going to be thrown out my window in a couple of minutes. Well, we'll know what happens
0: if we see uh, D-Nice's screen just go black because that means the computer just gone. I'll just the log
2: in on my cell phone, my have. cell phone, the iPhone 12 Max that I was forced to get into. But that's neither here nor there. But if the computer goes out the window, you know what happened. Well, I you may know have 24. to withdraw
1: from the podcast, like uh, yeah. half the field for this week.
0: <laughs> Before we get into the 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 withdrawals the and the actual Open Championship, should we just wrap up? Read watch for the season since this is you know, it everything's pretty much set.
1: Um, right? yeah, well, this is probably foreshadowing my card a little bit. I think we can wrap it up next week because he's probably going to win this tournament. I'm really <laughs> afraid he is. Shit. So yeah, he's on my card. I, mean, I know I said this before. I'm betting on him every time, but I actually think he's really good for this course. <laughs> oh well, that sounds like a nice little <laughs> teaser for the
0: odds like, section.
1: Yeah, so I think I, yeah. I mean, hey, you never know. Maybe Stricker will be a hero and not take him. I mean, I still don't think he's going to get in the top six, but if he's seventh, yeah, it's probably going to make the team as a captain's pick. <laughs> All right.
0: Well, we're going to have to look forward to some sort of update of Reed Watch after the open.
1: He's still in seventh, but there are people nipping at his heels, though. Harris English, mm-hmm. um, Cantleg, they're right there. So, we're going to do a deep. We'll do a deep dive next week, you know, if it if it warrants it. But okay. I think he's, he might win this tournament.
0: <laughs> so I just have to comment on English. I don't think we've talked about him since his win in that tournament and uh, the longest playoff ever. Mm-hmm. I just needed to say that the putter handle that was the pictures yeah, of that putter grip going that around was. that they are awful. That is that's atrocious. That that's what his putter grip looks like as a professional golfer. But I guess it worked, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. I mean, none of them hit a birdie for, like, 10 holes. <laughs> That's true. In that playoff.
0: Maybe he gets but a yeah, – it seems to be working. He gets regripped, and he gets a couple birdies quicker, and we don't have to sit there all night. <laughs> all right, well, there's not much more to talk about this week other than the Open. So the Open Championship is upon us, and I, and we're pretty excited to talk about this because one of the members of this podcast has actually been boots on the ground in England, on the course where we will be discussing today. So, very excited to hear some of Mr. Hobie Wager's takes because he's been there and played there. Mm-hmm. And I guess D Nice and I will just stumble around there too, pretending
1: like we've been there. Yeah, I, uh, as I said before, I. I didn't prepare a uh, talking grass section. You can you can stick with that, Dutch, but oh, don't you worry. Yeah, right. we'll, I did. We'll uh, sure. I did play it two years ago. I uh, went over there for the Eagles game in 2018 and played it with my dad. Uh, it was awesome. There was one other person on the course with us. It, I, I don't understand how that's possible, but it, I it was <laughs> it was pretty sweet. But yeah, I'll dive into it after talking grass. Well, it's it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna be a, a good course to watch on TV.
0: I agree. So. I don't know if we've mentioned it, but the course that we're actually discussing this week is Royal St. George's Golf Club, and that is located in Sandwich, England. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite parts of England, uh, merely just for the sandwich creation. I've never been there, actually. I just love sandwiches.
1: About two hours from London.
0: Okay. Good to know. Good to know. It's really
1: called Sandwich. Sure is.
0: That's where the Earl of Sandwich is from. So look out for those memes coming out hot this week. Okay. If you guys notice something weird with the podcast there. Uh, then my editing job wasn't great. If you didn't, then you missed it. But we're having some technical difficulties. Breaking D-Nice. news. Breaking
1: news alert, everybody. We regret <laughs> to inform you that D-Nice has come in contact with someone who was tested positive 15 <laughs> months ago with COVID uh, or 15 days. Not sure. He had to withdraw from the podcast. Can't get him <laughs> on the charter. Anyway, announcement, yes. Go ahead, Dutch.
0: So, yeah, if that uh, test comes back right away, you might hear him pop back into the podcast
1: for sure. Yeah, we're trying to see if he's positive or not. (laughs) Exactly.
0: All right, so let's get back on track here. I forget what the hell we were talking about before we had some issues, but I know what we're here to talk about. The Open Championship, right? Yes, sir. So we have a little tease uh, from Hobie's course visit. But first, let's talk a little bit about the Open Championship itself. Some people might be saying, what's the Open Championship? It used to be the British Open. Now it's really just the open because that's it's for everybody. It's for the whole it, world to compete in. <laughs>
1: it, it still is the British Open.
0: Yeah, I guess they just don't want to put that moniker on it when it's <laughs> supposed to include the whole UK. Is the whole UK yeah, considered to be British? Well, yeah, I guess, who, right? Who can who can say? I don't know. My <laughs> knowledge ends pretty much at the Epcot exhibit. So so we're going to Sandwich, England. This is at Royal St. George's. I think we've discussed that. This is the oldest tournament in the world that we're about to watch. It is the first golf tournament. Uh, the governing body that now controls it is called the RNA. So I'm sure we we'll hear that a million times on the broadcast this week, but this tournament was originally held at Presswick golf club in Scotland. But from the first few years, this was only held at Scottish courses. The first tournament was a three round tournament between eight dudes. And the winner of that first tournament was Willie Park senior. After that, Young Tom Morris went on a trailblazing run. He took three tournaments in a row. At the time, that actually meant he got to keep the belt forever. So, uh, you know, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself with the belt here, but we will talk about that in a second. This tournament was made for respectable caddies. Uh, I think that's kind of apropos to us because what the definition of a respectable caddy at the time was basically what we call a touring professional now. Pro golfers didn't make money on tour, obviously, like they do now. Um, So the way they made their living was literally gambling on matches, playing for money, or making clubs and balls, because you had to make the balls back then too, which is wild. Or they would caddy and teach. So with this tournament, they originally like had the pros come in a few days early so they could do a few loops to make a few bucks before the tournament, because the prize money was $10 or 10 pounds. Not a lot. Big bucks. Yeah. So in this 149th running of the Open Championship, we are fighting for the claret jug we all know what that looks like it's a it's an odd-looking little trophy but it's been around since 1873 that's an old jug with the jug they also get a gold medal that says champion golfer of the year I think the gold medal is awesome but back in the day it was a it was the belt that we discussed earlier it was a, a silver buckle belt with red leather and it was just badass the problem is in the bylaws they said if someone wins the tournament three years in a row, you get to keep the belt forever. They did not think someone was going to do that. Young Tom Morris wiped the course, beat everyone three years in a row. They couldn't hold the tournament in 71 because they didn't have a trophy to give. Then they came back in 72. Claret Jug was invented. Young Tom Morris won that one as well. So.
1: Can we just talk about how proud I am of how much we've evolved as a human species since this time? Like they, they said, Oh, if someone wins it three times, we're just, they're just going to keep the belt and it's a tournament with eight people in it. And then when it happens, they just say, Oh, I guess we can't have the tournament anymore.
0: (laughs) Can't do it this year. We're out of belt.
1: Like what? (laughs)
0: It was a different time. Oh, I'm sorry, friend.
1: guys, I can't play because this guy won't give
0: up a strap. <laughs> hey, man, he won it fair and square. God, we're st- our
1: species is something, man. It is.
0: Continue. <laughs> All right, so I'll get. I'll, we'll come back into it with uh, two quick facts about Young Tom Mars. They call him Young Tom Mars because he never got old. He died at the age of 24, just four years after winning the first Claret Jug. The other thing about him was that he basically invented chipping around the green and like lofting a nine iron in the air Uh, before that golf was typically played on the ground I mean it was you're keeping the ball low because Scotland is windy and the grass runs so you're hitting low balls and letting them run young Tom Morris brought around the idea of using a rut iron which is actually what we would call like a sand wedge ish to actually chip over things beforehand they would just have to hit out and run it straight again so Interesting fact about young Tom Mars. Gone too soon, for sure. All right, we talked enough about the history. It's all boring stuff. Let's get into the course. Royal St. George. It's a par 70. It's 7,200 yards, and it is the first course outside of Scotland that this tournament was ever hosted on. They have hosted the tournament 14 times since 1894, so they kind of know what they're doing now. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it. This is going to be a traditional Scottish Lynx course that is a qualifier to be a course on the open, a coastal Lynx course. So we're going to see weather being a factor. We're going to see the terrain being a factor because they just kind of build it into the land there. They don't really change anything. They just build with nature. And we're going to see some interesting ball flights for sure. Before we get into your on-course stories... We'll talk quickly about the grass. The grass in Scotland is different. They are using some new technology here because this is a very, very dried out course. They have this technology called Yellow Jacket Water Manager Fescue Seeds. And these things basically just hold water more than a regular seed would. Those seeds are used to fill the grass greens with bent grass, but mostly fine fescue. This is not a traditional, uh, what we would call target golf course. It is more of a run it up kind of golf course. So the greens will be slower and they will be fine fescue, which is not something we see over here in the States. All of that out of the way, let's talk about what that fine fescue felt like under your feet. What was it like to putt there? What was it like to tee off? I mean, tell us anything you want about it. It had to be awesome.
1: It was sweet. And I'll, I'll be brief, but um, I do have a couple of points. I wanted to highlight about the course, uh, as you said links obviously more roll it up than target practice which Mm -hmm. is just awesome i mean we don't get it a lot to watch on tv so when we get it it's it's just refreshing after you know watching all these courses where you know these guys can just have target practice into greens Mm you know they're so good with their wedges and their spin that you know unless you're making ridiculous pin placements and if they do that then the players bitch and moan about it so i think it's refreshing to have a tournament like this where i don't think anyone's going to really complain too much like yeah people aren't going to say oh the rough's not thick enough because the rough's the rough and the fescue is you know pretty much unhittable out of so, I mean,
0: we know that um, firsthand
1: but anyway yeah so when i was there uh the fescue was not very high which was very nice so mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't face these conditions I did hit out at one one time I was near the green in the fescue and I pulled out a wedge and my caddy almost choked me <laughs> nah, he was very nice but he was like oh what you know here take and he take this he gave me a seven iron I'm like uh-huh. uh okay and he's just like hit it like a putter hit it mm-hmm. like a putter like okay and i did and it, it worked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just went it was wild and now i use that shot so uh, but yeah the fescue's gonna be thick here it's gonna be very penal mm-hmm. um i mean these guys can get out of it but they're not gonna be able it's not gonna be like getting out of the rough at no like, it's gonna be like
0: 50 yeah, yard penal. shots out max kind of thing
1: yeah it, it's gonna be penal i mean depending on the lie they might get a nice puffer right. upper and get out but it's, it's penal yep a couple of highlights i did have to look at the pictures again because i even two and a half years ago when i was there it's not like i am now where i can remember pretty much every hole if i yeah. play a course exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? right. yeah. but i do remember the first hole thinking oh this isn't bad it's pretty straight when i played <laughs> it it was probably 400 yards they're playing it at 476 i think yeah uh but there's just a massive bunker in the middle of fairway a massive bunker yep <laughs> in the middle of fairway they love uh, their bunkers think, like 300 yards out i mean i didn't hit it but like I was short of it, but it's going to be fun to see it here.
0: Yeah,
1: Hole number four, sent send you guys a picture. I think it's kind of making the rounds on social media. There's sure a bunker. Google it if you're interested, but it's just on the fourth hole, which is a par four blind shot up. There mm-hmm. is just a massive bunker slightly to the right center of where you're hitting your ball. And the bunker goes up like a mountain. So, yes, like, if you hit into it, now these guys aren't going to hit into it because it's it's only about 80 yards from the, the tee. Right but one of us could hit into it and if yeah. you do you, we have to hit it you have to hit it backwards because you can't physically get the ball up over the mountain that is the bunker yeah. <laughs> so Smile. i i was looking at this thing like oh my god and i actually hit a pretty good shot of that hole i hit it to the left and i I think I actually got a bogey on that hole, but okay, Not I could have find, find my scorecard. I know I shot 99 and it's a legit 99 because I was playing with my father and he makes me putt out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. Other well, I that, can tell you this. Uh, oh, yeah.
0: That number four <laughs> hole is the deepest bunker in championship golf. So oh, all yeah, of the it's... courses that are played in, in the PGA Tour, the Europe Tour, all of the tours, it is the deepest bunker out there. So right. it's a pretty ominous bunker to be around.
1: Yep. And just, you know, to wrap up real quick the, on the bunkers, there's tons of bunkers. Mm-hmm. The, fr- the first hole, there's three bunkers protecting the front of the hole, the front left, and the, the green slopes front to back. Like yep. it's – you're going to have to have such good spin on your ball if you're not going to play it to the right and have that opening into the green on the one. So it's just little things like that. Least, it makes it so much more fun.
0: There's um, a different skill set that is used on a Lynx course, especially a coastal – traditional links course than than is used on any other course that we typically see. So we will, like you said, it's going to be, it's going to be a cool thing to watch them tweak their game to a course rather than like being able to just bomb a ball down the the fairway, miss Mm -hmm. to the right and be able to to play. Like you're not going to be able to do that here. You need to
1: place the ball. And uh, yeah, like uh, spoiler alert, Bryson has no shot here. Not a shot in the world.
0: No Um, shot.
1: No. And then there's whole, so yeah, bunkers everywhere. It's a par 70. So there's only two par fives and the par five 14th, um, you know, some people who are golf nerds like us may remember uh, the last time I was here in 2011, 14th hole par five OB all to the right. So, and it's not just, you know, like someone's house, mm-hmm. it's just no white stakes all around the fescue. You're not allowed to hit in here. Yeah. and there's always wind whipping that way. And mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson famously, uh, ten years ago, wiped it right in there, <laughs> and just like. And you know, this is real golf where you're retaining. <laughs> so yeah, so you have to. It's not a very scoreable par five, which is nice. The average score of the past two times was a five point one nine and a five oh seven. So always playing over par for a par five.
0: That is. That is sexy. I love ferocious. That. I like that. <laughs> We haven't thrown around the term pop bunkers when we talked about bunkers. Oh, well, yeah. Go, sorry. Yeah, bunkers. they're pop bunkers. <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, Which is a little different. Look them up if you don't know what it is. They're very, very steep sided, which is why we we're talking about how high up the ball needs to go to, and to be able to spin it back. There's tons of Instagram videos out there right now. I think every pro that's there is sending a pop bunker video. And you'll also see them hoisting the trophy sitting on the edge of one of those bunkers at the end, because that is part of the tradition here.
1: But yeah, it was uh, beautiful, right on the coast, obviously. And um, oh yeah, other well, the last hole I uh, just highlighted is the uh, the sixteenth hole, of a par three. Seven bunkers surround the green, and uh, famously in two thousand three, Thomas Bjorn it took him three shots to get out of the bunker, and he lost the Claret Judd to <sighs> I believe is it Ben Curtis. Might have just made that up. I, I have no
0: clue is. on that. There's not even a yeah. chance I'd be able to pull that out.
1: Yep, And then Greg Norman wanted in 93, but yeah, mm-hmm. excited. Excited for the course. It's one of the first times I think I've played a course that's at a major. I think it's the only time. I played a course. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty big
0: deal it's to fun. play a major course. That, that's in the Pinehurst yet. So. That's <laughs> wild. We'll get there. We will get there. All right. Speaking about getting ben there. Curtis,
1: 2003. Nailed it. Bang. There you go. Look at that.
0: Good. Pool. <laughs> Great. pool. I, I almost nailed a transition there, but we've got the pool. So while we're transitioning, let's get into talking the odds. Unfortunately, we've we've lost our fearless leader, D nice, for the pod. He has speed and connectivity issues, is is the diagnosis. That sucks, man. I, I know the internet problems, especially when we live in this internet age. But we'll be able to get through these odds. We've done this a few times, right? Yes, sir. All right, let's talk about Voss trains. And the other thing, too, we we have to say we absolutely miss Voss Train too. Life Like we said, gets in the way sometimes. It should. It's more important than gambling. But we thank Volstrain for his picks, and we're hoping for a winner this week. It's been a little bit of a drought. It's okay. We've hit some uh, backenders. We've hit some bailouts. So we're going to try and get an outright this week. All right, Hobes, do you want me to run through the actual odds?
1: I'd say fire off Volstrain's
0: picks. All right. First one, then. Let's get right into it. The X-Man, Xander Shoffley at plus 1,800. I believe most of these are at FanDuel, and I don't believe. I know Yes, I, was, I bet them as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, the X-Man, what are your thoughts?
1: In good form. Uh, yeah. Um, I like X-Man, obviously, but I just never think he's going to win a major, so I can't – I don't know. Top five gets, scoring average. I mean, I get – I yeah, I know. I know his, his numbers say he's going to be right there, yeah. but he just – Whenever he is, he, he poops himself or he just falls away and never to be heard from again. I mean, I think he's an 1800 play because just of his, yeah, his numbers, his stats, but I, I don't think right. he's going to win. Not enthusiastic, but I will Not say. Enthusiastic. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be uh, honest. Hey, look,
0: we appreciate the transparency. I'm sure the, the listeners do
1: too. Now, is this because he was my pick at the last major and he blew it? Possibly, is it a little bit of a a grudge that's being held? Maybe a lover's scorn, maybe. But that all goes
0: into responsible gambling. Grudges. True. (laughs) All right. So the X Man maybe has a shot. I mean, he is a major contender. He's a guy who's he's always up there. This is going to be a hard course. He's not like a a bomber, right? So Uh, I mean, he is. I mean, he can hit the ball far, but he's not like a huge, like high flight guy. I feel like he has that medium range flight as it is. Could be I mean, he's got he's got every
1: shot. I mean, but he can bomb it. But it doesn't matter if you can bomb it here. No,
0: it does not, as we spoke about before. Well, now bombers can win,
1: but yeah.
0: So plus eighteen hundred. His sort putting of. game, his putting game hasn't just has been doing it for me lately, and his wedges have been ass. Well, putting's gonna be different on this course, and you're right. Wedge, so, wedge play is certainly different too, because there's a lot yeah. more running. So mm-hmm. we're gonna see bouncy, bouncy fairways and aprons and a little bit more cushiony greens, not exactly for spinning, but for
1: slowing the wind. Yeah. I also may just be thinking of his wedges at the Phoenix open, which was, was, which was like six months ago. So that, <laughs> don't quote me on his wedges. were ass that Sunday.
0: All so right. That. Well, we're going to keep that bad juju <laughs> out. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our next golfer for this week, Patrick Cantlay. I mean, that name sounds like a guy that can win the open. I, I Just his name sends it to me. Uh, he's a guy that we bet on a decent amount. Thoughts? We got him for thirty-three to one, and I think we actually yeah. upped and found him at a, at a better odds at bookmaker, thirty-seven
1: to one. Oh yeah, I like I like Catley. Technically, he won a tournament a couple weeks ago, but I mean that Rom actually won that tournament, the Memorial. But uh, he's been playing a lot better now. I think he's up to eighth in the Ryder Cup standings. Mm-hmm. Uh, game seems to be trending in the right direction. He was really good last fall, and then kind of hit a I don't know what happened. I think he missed a few tournaments. I don't know if he was hurt or anything, but wasn't playing well. But he's definitely back in the form now. So, yeah, I, I could definitely, I definitely like his chances here. Currently, number one in the FedEx Cup
0: standing. So, can't hate on that. Uh, no, he, he's playing well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He also is number two in scrambling, which could come into play in a Scottish course. Again, it's going to be for a different sure, type of scramble, for but sure. yep. you, you need someone that can be creative. So, can't lay it 33 to one. Very, very good value there. All right. Next on the board. Our guy, the perpetual uh, just can't dress with himself or at least just looks a little sloppy every now and then. Oh, God. I, I don't know what it is, but he's got to find a belt or something. Mr. Scotty Scheffler at 50 to 1. And again, we found newer odds on Bookmaker, if anyone is into that book, which is a little bit of a sharper book. They have Scotty at 57 to 1. Scotty, I watched him, you know, albeit I, I don't get all my research from Instagram. Uh, definitely the pop culture <laughs> stuff. but. I was watching him hitting some serious stingers on the range the other day. So that gets me excited. What are your thoughts?
1: I feel like he's always there. He's always there on the weekend, or he's been a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, He has all the talent to do it, pretty much all the shots. But we get a little, I don't know, a little hairy with the putter again. (laughs) Like, how many times have we been watching him on on Sundays? Like, all right, here we go. This is it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, just four-footer right past the hole.
0: Some of the big putts.
1: But (laughs) – you know, he's still still young, still like 24 years old. So, yeah, I like him. He could definitely get his first major here.
0: I don't disagree with that. I like. don't Scottie. think these
1: guys, these Americans, like the young Americans have a lot of links experience. But at the same time, they're so good that how much does it matter? Does it matter? You know, mm-hmm. but I, mean, I, would say I, I like him at the 50 to 57 range, though, for sure. Yeah, he's usually in the low fours. So. That is excellent yeah. value for him. Mm-hmm. I, and I
0: don't think any of the withdrawals that we've had this week have really affected these odds too, too much as far as some of the guys that we're looking at. Yeah. And, and he's one of those guys. I, I would think You that, didn't have Zach
1: Johnson to take the Clark Chug <laughs> again? No, but he's he one of those been guys that would sneak ago. out and
0: beat the hell out of all of us, just like take it away from us on the, the end of a Sunday. He
1: got crowned by speed from 2015 anyway. <laughs>
0: You know, one thing, and I hate to say, I'm not speaking ill about it, but I just, he's had some wild choices for sunglasses on the golf course over the years. Just not the best sunglass guy. No. Speaking of other wild choices, wild putter handle choices, we talked about him earlier, but Mr. Harris, English, (laughs) very hard name to pronounce. Not English, very American. (laughs) Uh, And he is at 70 to 1. Mr. English, 70 to 1 in England. In sandwich, what do we think is gonna happen
1: here? Do do I think he's going to win or not win? I hope he does. That would be sweet, because I bet on him. But I mean he's play, yeah, I mean he's playing great. He just won two weeks ago. The a guy that, in form. He's hitting he's striking the ball well, putting decently, I think. But um yeah. He, I think seventy five hundred.
0: Yes. Oh, no, yeah. seven seventy to one. Seventy to one.
1: Seventy to one. Yeah, it's a great number for him.
0: He's a guy that really can work the ball too.
1: And any guys who have been playing consistently well in like four weeks leading up to something, I feel I'm always gonna feel at least semi confident. It's hard to feel confident in a tournament with 150 people in it, but yeah, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like well, yeah, especially with some of the well. field that we don't see
0: often as well. I mean, there's members yeah. of the European tour and all that kind of stuff mixed into right. this that are could be interesting.
1: Yeah, English, Cantley, who else? Oh, Scheffler, all playing well. So yeah. yes.
0: I saw a stat earlier, I forget where it was, but I think out of the past like 10 or 15 opens, the winner has been in the top 10 within, you know, a month of the uh of the actual tournament. So mm-hmm. those guys playing well, that's a good sign for us. The last pick on this card, I I, I personally really really like Daniel Berger at 70 to 1. We also found him on bookmaker again, 74 to 1. So Burger, I think this is the kind of guy that could work the ball around this course. He's he's long enough. He's a good good golfer, and I think the way that he strikes the ball is going to be it's going to translate well in this course.
1: Oh yeah, love me some burger. Always love burger. Always mm-hmm. love betting on burger. Um, although he did take down Speed to Pebble Beach this year, but he was fun to watch. <laughs> and he's he's someone who can scramble too. You know, I remember in that tournament he he went OB on eighteen, sorry just you know picked himself up and shot like 67 the next day or whatever. So, yep, yeah, definitely can see him coming in. He's a guy that looks perpetually uncomfortable. Uncomfortable to yes. being uncomfortable, <laughs> but that
0: he he thrives in that uncomfortableness, I guess, because he still wins tournaments. He he places high in tournaments. And he's going to be a threat this week for sure. And at 70 to 1, let's get some burger.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Put
0: 10 bucks on it for sure. All whatever right, so unit you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 10 bucks, a buck, two bucks. doesn't matter. Whatever gets your, uh, you know, no. your spirits raised. So no
1: overlap on me and both trans cards. Ooh, okay. I think I'm just going to have to go head to head with them. Maybe I won't bet on any of his guys. I don't nah, know. I got I I to <laughs> bet on Berger and Scheffler.
0: <laughs> I agree. All of those guys, by the way, that we just mentioned for outright, I will be playing them as first round leaders. I think uh, that yes. is a no brainer to take a shot when the model puts out these numbers. It doesn't really matter what we say about them. It's just the model, but we're talking here and the model gives yeah. us the number tells mm-hmm. us there's value. And we listen to the model. I listen to it all the time every now and then
1: hey, I it? pick and choose, but most of the time I do listen, I've been, uh, I went food shopping. I've been eating in, you know, you know, watching my spending and for the past three days in preparation for, for these units.
0: So, all right. This. Well, let's see what we're saving up those groceries for. All right.
1: All right. Uh Should I get it out of the way first, or save it for the end? Well, I think I can feel it, so you might as well get it out. I mean, Spieth. It's come on. <laughs> do we? Do, do I need to have? Do I have to break down his game and how many top fives he has in the past three months? It's a lot and one win. <laughs> um, third place at the Masters. Um, kind of there at the U.S. Open, but you know, not really. But had a good. Uh, had a good Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I'm just always going to bet on him. And yep. I just think he's already won an open. He won it when he was very young. He knows how to play the game, knows how to scramble, as we saw at Royal Burkdale in sure 2017 where he took a half hour to get the best bogey in history. And then comes back and nails the eagle and fortunately breaks Kuchar's heart. And mm-hmm. That's okay. We found out he's a cheapskate later. But <laughs> true, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's Spieth. You know, it all depends on – I mean, I think the driver's a borderline weapon now. Um, it comes down to how he (laughs) puts, yeah. I mean, he's learned how to hit this like low cut drive that stays in play, which is huge.
0: Gonna be real Uh, big here,
1: yeah. The irons have been great, the wedges are fine, and it's all about the putting with him. And if he can get a hot putter, it's he's hard to beat, but it's hard to get a hot putter. Uh, plus 1800 speed. Uh, next one, like I said before, I wish I could say this was just a bit, but I actually like him here, Patrick Reed, plus 3300. He's been really good off the tee and he's like the best short game player in the world. So yeah. I wouldn't mind if he wins because I bet on him, but wouldn't mind if he misses the cut here
0: And uh what was his what were those odds again? Plus
1: 3,300. 33. Okay. There's All just got right. there's just guys who are lower or have lower odds than him that I think he's way better for this course than like Justin Thomas and I don't know couple guys in, like, the 18s that I, like, I I just think he's got way better chances. He is a ball striker. You need yeah. a ball strike on a link score, so. Speaking of missing the cut, little prop bet. Mm-hmm. Dustin Johnson missed the cut, plus 300. Oh, okay. Somehow he became the number one player in the world again for, I don't know, because I guess he played in Romden, and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how he's still the number one player in the world, though, because I don't think he's playing very well. But I bet him
0: missed the cut. All right. That's uh, It's bold, but I can see what you mean. I mean, he's a big hitter. Yeah. He wipes a few. He can throw himself out. He gets down early, and he just checks the fuck out. So I, I get it. I, I can see what you mean there.
1: Yeah. like I mean, if he doesn't come out storming or playing well, I think he's just going to not give up, but mm-hmm. lose, interest, lose interest. You start getting
0: frustrated. You start getting the ball a little loose, going off the <laughs> fairway a little bit, dealing with the, uh, the gorse bush or whatever you call that, and the fescue it can be a pretty rough day.
1: You know what I might, I don't know, I'll check in on Instagram or Twitter with this, but I might bet Bryson to miss the cut, too. I really don't think he's going to play well. Interesting I new catch, I just really don't. Yeah, tons
0: of drama surrounding him and Brooks and all that stuff still.
1: Yeah, but anyway, moving on. Yeah, I like this pick. Give he it to just me. finished in second place last week at the Scottish Open. Mm-hmm. He's been playing well, mm-hmm. he's an Englishman. Okay, Matty Fitzpatrick.
2: Plus four thousand.
1: Okay. This is actually my favorite pick. This and the next one. And then I got one long shot (laughs) and then we're done. All right. Fitzpatrick, plus four thousand, and his cousin from the UK, from Scotland, Big Bob McIntyre. Okay. Shocked he shocked he was not on Vostrain's card. I thought we (laughs) talked about this, but big Bob McIntyre plus sixty five hundred. Um he's if anyone doesn't know him, he's Scottish, he's like twenty four years old. He, he he looks exactly like what a big shot Bob McIntyre name would look like. All right, um, but he was just he's got eleventh in the Scottish Open. Big links player, so I'm going with him. All right, and then finally I got two long shots. This is like you know Starbucks coffee money. <laughs> okay, um, all right, a cup of coffee bet. And this is only because I like hitting the ball long doesn't really matter here. It's more about you know precision and feel and uh, dare I say artistry. But. Oh. <laughs> Kisner and Kevin Streelman, the two Cavs, are going off at plus 15,000. And Streelman, who was very much in the U.S. Open, is going off at plus 20,000. Oh, okay. I like Kisner better, but I don't know. Streelman just always pokes his head up at these things. And I just always like to put a little dash on him. So he was plus 20,000. And Kisner plus 15,000. I mean, he finished Third place in Carnoustie Mm -hmm. three years ago. Yeah, Um, he's lethal with his irons. It doesn't matter if he can't hit the ball 320 yards; like he can hit the ball 290 and compete here. Uh,
0: He's one of those guys that can work a golf ball too. He draws like a low iron. He's gonna have
1: to roll the the shit out of it, but (laughs) but everyone is. I mean, Um,
0: distance control here is really just it's keeping it low and running it. So everyone's gonna be doing the same thing, and those fairways are bouncing as long as we don't get weather. That's my card. I'm sticking to it. All right. I like it. It's a solid card. It's, it's a little beefy for uh, the, the last major of the season. I dig I that. How had,
1: had to get a couple UKs in there. UK oh, guys. Yeah.
0: I will say to the listening audience, we will have some top 20s from the model as well. They're going to be posted exclusively on Instagram and Twitter. Doing a little cross promotion there.
1: Like that? Mm, yes.
0: <laughs> Excellent. All right, so we have a big week coming up, big weekend. uh, Early week, too, with all these early tee times.
1: Yeah, we should probably tell the people if you plan on watching.
0: (laughs) Yeah, let's talk about it. It's going to be real early because it's over in the U.K. You're going to have to get up early if you want to see some of these guys playing. But also kind of factor that into if you're looking for first-round leaders, weather in the morning versus afternoon, things can get windy, things can switch directions.
1: I will say before we leave, on that note, when I did play there – I we literally played in three different seasons. It's wild. It was it was about thirty five, maybe forty degrees when we mm-hmm. teed off. So had the hat on, had the beanies on, and everything. Then it got warm, like high sixties, mm-hmm. and then it poured for one one and a half holes. <laughs> you got Scotland it's, all in it, the, yeah. It got was Scott, well not Scotland, but you got links. It was awesome.
0: <laughs> what an experience! And,
1: and shout out to the um, the lady in the cafeteria there. Okay. They we didn't know what the heck we were doing. We didn't eat like food before we went there, it was a two-hour drive. Oh, and my dad almost killed us multiple times as we were driving on the other side of the road. Oh, that's sketchy. Um, <laughs> but we get there, and and they didn't have like any food. <laughs> like, oh, there was yeah. nowhere to buy anything to eat. You got to bring a snack. So we walked into like the clubhouse area, and it's like super nice, obviously. But this one lady just running in the running the cafeteria just offered just to make us a sandwich and, oh, we look sat, at that. and we sat in the cafeteria. It was like a, it's almost like, it was almost like an elementary school cafeteria that was, we it was kind of funny, that's awesome. I don't know what they use it for. And then there was a bunch of li- old ladies playing bridge in a little living room. And, but it was, uh, yeah, it was It was pretty sweet. Interestingly we enough, a sandwich right in the kitchen for us. I was like, okay, I'm good to go. Well, that's
0: excellent to hear because a few years back, they didn't even allow women at the clubhouse. So I'm glad things are changing in the right direction there. Well, it was an interesting podcast for the last major of the season we lost our our leader we uh, you know we didn't have Voss train on the uh, mic we got through it hopefully it was enjoyable for everybody it was enjoyable for us because we just love talking about golf obviously follow us at wager underscore Rager we have a ton of other stuff going on NBA playoffs some uh, baseball going on for sure and we're all getting pretty pumped up for football I think I heard a stat the other day from Hansen nine sundays until red zone again so uh Mm. looking forward to that but let's win some money here at the open let's uh let's try to pick the champion golfer of the year together
1: best of luck set those alarms
0: early folks you got it it's been a pleasure hobie get your peacock subscriptions (laughs) get on the cat (laughs) you're gonna need it (laughs) (laughs) later (laughs) see ya